<laughs> Did I scare you? Listening to the podcast that answers the only question that matters in horror film. Did I scare you? I am your host, Jake Albrecht. And I am his co-host and America's spookiest little brother, Vin. And how you doing today, America's spookiest little brother? I'm doing okay there, babe brother. I don't what it was that voice? You said doing in a weird way, kind of like Forrest Gump. The fuck idea. <laughs> For those of you who haven't listened before, this is not the podcast where my brother compares me to Tom Hanks' Oscar bait. This is the podcast where we two brothers switch off picking horror movies in an attempt to scare the other one. Vinny, I selected the movie this week. What is the name of the movie I selected? Well, Jake, you have pulled a me. Um, I was going to say like for once, but no, nah, you've done it a couple of times. Uh Instead of going into chronological order like we normally do with movies, Jake Chip jumped ahead, and uh, this year we're doing Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Yeah, and I did it for a couple reasons. Uh, Number one, I know that it's not tied to the Michael Myers story at all, so I thought I would be on safe ground not going in order, since it doesn't really tie into that mythology anyways. And also, the timelines on Halloween are so messed up now that, like, it doesn't really matter what order you do them in. Because, like, some of them exist but aren't canon. And some of them are canon, but, like, they're not in the right order. Yeah, Some sorry. of them are <laughs> Rob Zombie. I mean, there's literally three movies called Halloween now. There is, you're right. Because we got the newest, newest one that's, like, we're right back where we started. Yeah, and there's nothing confusing about being like, this is the actual sequel now. They're like, what are you going to call it? And you're like, Halloween. But, but that's I, what... But how do you feel about like the titles for the sequels to the most current ones? Because this next one that's coming out later this month is Halloween Kills. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I think you're setting yourself up for trouble or something like that, because I could just as easily see headlines like, Halloween kills my Friday evening. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Halloween doesn't kill. Michael Myers kills. That's true. It doesn't seem fair to Halloween to blame it on them. I mean, I guess that's not entirely true. This movie that we're about to review, I guess, is like, what if Halloween literally killed? I guess, sort of. Um... (laughs) For more background on this movie, I guess you should probably know that John Carpenter did not initially think that Halloween was only going to be about Michael Myers. He always envisioned it as an anthology-type series where he would just keep making movies that had to do with Halloween, but with different characters and different scenarios. But Hmm. the studio made him make Halloween 2 because Halloween was such a success. And then he was like, fine, but I'm going to kill him at the end. And then I'm not going to make any more. And then he made this one as a producer. It was a a different writer and director. Well, with the idea that it'd be like, this is finally, I'm going to give people what I always imagined. Uh, Then they did not like it. No. In fact, 
this movie didn't really garner a lot of attention when it initially released. It only, as you know, horror movies do, typically later when they come out on DVD, uh, garnered a cult following afterwards. Yeah, it has its adherence, but at the time, people were like, why the fuck is Michael Myers only in commercials on a TV when I watch this? Right. We're just like, no, no, that's not okay. I want Michael Myers. Then again, you know, we can't bring him back from the dead because then we'd have fucking, um, oh my God, what the hell is the name of Misery? We'd have Misery all over again, you know? <laughs> I mean, they cock a doodle do bring him back from the dead <laughs> later in the series, but let's not get to that, man. Right, right. Don't I mean, want to speak on that devil, and she shows up, you know? Yeah, that's for a later date. Um, I don't know that I have anything else to say about Halloween 3 until we get into it. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, I should mention. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Vin. Is there anything you want to talk about? Nope. Um... All I wanted to say was I was genuinely excited to finally get a chance to watch this movie because I've heard really good things about it. So we'll see if uh, those expectations live up to it. Yeah, I don't know that I ever heard that this was a good movie, but I have heard many times like, oh, that's an interesting one for the Halloween series. And I suppose that's true, but uh, we will get to the quality of it at the end of this, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Vinny? Let's tarry no further. Let us get into the meat of this movie. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Let's go to the movies. Okay, we're going to press three for Halloween three. Okay. But do not press four because then that will just hang up the phone for some reason. No, four gets you Halloween two and two gets you Halloween, which is technically Halloween two, but never mind. <laughs> They've mixed up the numbers. Anyways, Vinny, we got some classic universal action here. Mm -hmm. and then, <laughs> then there's an ear-piercing noise as we see a computer screen flicker, and then lines come up on it. Vinny, this takes forever, but somewhere early on, I'm like, those are orange lines. It's gonna be a jack-o'-lantern. And the movie's like, uh, just you wait, just you wait, you're gonna see. You're gonna have to wait, you know... Because back in the old Macintosh days, it'd take you up to like a half hour to load that whole entire picture. So, scan lines, baby. Yeah, I remember in the early days of trying to get like sexy photos online to be like just a couple more minutes. <laughs> it's just a lot of like staring at the top of like some model's forehead being like, come on, baby, almost there. <laughs> oh, you gotta have like such a good. Oh my god, she's on a hideous body. <laughs> what happened? I don't know that I like the way you went with it. All right, then we get some ominous music over more computer beeping and lines, and I'm pretty much ready for some scanners action here. Yeah, I got that vibe. Well, not right away, but like within like the first like ten minutes of the movie, I literally texted Big Brother and I was just like, "This movie gives off like big scanners vibes." Yeah, I was ready for someone to hack into a computer with their mind. Oh my fucking god, that's so insane. Alright, so do, 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 we're waiting for the jack-o'-lantern, and then we find out it's written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who I've never heard of before. i probably never hear of again. <laughs> and there we go, Vin, it's a jack-o'-lantern, just like I promised. 
Yeah, then we got real issues for anyone who has epilepsy because the screen starts flashing. Yeah, not fun. And we get something that says Northern California, October 23rd. Not quite living up to the title yet, Finn. No, not yet. Do you want to know? Actually, side note. I just looked up uh, Tommy Thomas Lee Wallace. You want to know what actually he's uh, he's also done? Sure. Yes. He's actually directed uh, the It series. What? The uh, no. you know the the mini series. The mini series. Yeah, it's like Carrie yeah. Fukunaga did the uh, the new ones. Okay. Yeah, and he's done the Fog. The original Fog. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty. Okay, I know it's always John Carpenter's Fog, so that makes sense, I guess. He, well, yeah, John Carpenter directed it, but he was, uh, yeah. he must have written it or something? He must have been a part of it in some way. Yeah, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, I believe. Indeed. Anyways, back to the movie. All right, Vinny, we get not a John Carpenter-esque score, Vin, but a real John Carpenter score. This is the good shit. Yeah, this is like fucking, you know, pure uncut shit right here, baby. Yeah, some dude runs under a bridge in a city, and he looks behind him, and a car is in pursuit, and he flees into a junkyard and looks for a way into the building with no success. And then he pounds on the office doors, but no one answers. And the car stops outside the junkyard, but doesn't see him because he crouches slightly. So we're already off to a hot start, and I assumed that I was like, oh boy, Chick's going to get bored with this real fast. Yeah, if you if you like crouching behind things slightly, this is the movie for you. Yeah, push the skip button. This is a goddamn Tom Clancy video game by the end of it. Oh boy. But yeah, this is where I was like, scanner vibes. Somebody's on the run, something's going to happen. Yeah, so Vinny, he goes back around and thinks about scaling a fence, but decides not to. I'm really feeling like I didn't have to write this down now. And nope. the, car, <laughs> the car backs up, so he decides to go back into the work site. He's crouching behind a car and runs into a serious-looking guy in a suit who very calmly gets him on the ground and starts choking him. Yeah. And Vinny, he grabs a chain, which is attached to a car up on blocks, and... <laughs> The guy doesn't seem to take any notice, the one that's choking him, but he pulls out the chain, taking the cinder block out from the car, and then the car very slowly rolls into the guy in the suit, who sort of just watches it as it hits him. It slowly, like, comes and pins him up against another car, to which I said, ooh, he got Anton Yelchin. Too soon. Hashtag much too soon. <laughs> And then he somewhat gets out of the car, but the guy flees deeper into the junkyard. And we head to the sky where there is thunder and lightning. Then we get a card that says, one hour later. <laughs> Which, like, I don't, I don't know that we need it. <laughs> it's not like if it happened, we'd be like, well, it's just like 10 minutes or one hour later. It's literally within five minutes, huh? <laughs> They'd be like, what town is this? <laughs> Give me the coordinates. Anyways, we'll get, uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> the rain is really coming down, and someone is watching a news report about Stonehenge. You know. 
So this is like the one time a radio station was not informative of like current events. No, but he is on the exposition channel. That's, yeah. They always are. Nobody's ever just watching something unless it's Halloween in this movie, but we'll get there. You know where you know why we don't get those like exposition channels in real life? You have to swap over to the AM radio stations. That's where it's at. It's quite possible they are happening in your life. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. Like someday a Muppet's going to stab you and it'll be like, oh shit, that Muppet's tonight I was watching. Really would have clued people in on that. <laughs> when they very seriously turn to the camera and say, Gonzo loves to stab. I didn't know it then, but I figured this is how I'm going to die. Yeah, then you see Gonzo and you'll be like, what are you doing with that knife, man? I wish I knew. <laughs> Then his king prawn buddy fucking holds you down. You just get stabbed to death. Yeah, your dying words are, God so loves to stab. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's funny. A black mechanic is reading a newspaper. The commercial comes on for a silver shamrock that has a little jingle for Halloween. I you imagine you are going to it? play it right now. Oh, I, I mean, I thought I thought you were going to, like, you know, give us a little rendition yourself. I was like... Eight more nights till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more nights till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Yeah, perfect. Then the voiceover comes in and be like, Wear your mask on the lid, but <laughs> if you want snakes coming out of your eyes. And they're like, Should we be saying that? <laughs> and then he cuts off. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> And then they slap him upside the head. It's like, Why'd you fucking say that? <laughs> I mean, why'd they put it in the script, Vin? Yeah. Right, and the commercial says there's three masks to choose from that are fun, frightening, and glow in the dark. <laughs> and the mechanic hears something and starts looking around suspiciously. Well, he doesn't see anything. The guy from the first scene comes out of nowhere and grasps him. He has a pumpkin mask in his hand and he collapses. And he keeps repeating, they're coming, before he either passes out or dies. I think he just passes yeah no i didn't know at the time (laughs) i'm pretty sure he passes out because then after that happens uh the black mechanic takes him to the hospital that's later this is why i take the notes okay i'm just trying to hurry things along i'm sorry no vinnie first we must go with a mustachioed man who drives home (laughs) to his kids and i didn't know it at the time but his ex-wife although that becomes clear pretty quickly oh okay i thought she was his current wife no um side note his ex-wife is played by somebody in the halloween realm actually yes go on so it's uh annie from halloween one one of uh no. jamie lee curtis's uh friends is she the one that does the, uh, she's got to take her, her shirt off because it gets uh, dirty or something? Gets the buttery popcorn all, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's the one that the gets one that stuck gets... in the window. Yes, yeah, that's the one. Jake refused to believe that at the moment, and then when I showed him, he goes, oh, whatever. I thought you were talking about the main girl, and I was like, no, she's only 15 or something, maybe. <laughs> But it's you know when I when I saw this I was just like that's fucking crazy they brought her back as a different role in the same universe and then you 
telling me that John Carpenter did not intend. And it's like, oh, well, then this is like an American horror story kind of like thing where it's like you can recast people and kind of rearrange things. You could go even further, Vin, because Halloween exists in this universe as a movie. So if she pops on Halloween at night and she sees herself in it, she'll be like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then she dissolves. <laughs> like, Vinny, imagine if you put Transformers on and there was just a Vinny in there being like, what's going on, Optimus? <laughs> be like, I, I don't remember any of this. And then my brain, like, kind of, like, morphs with the Transformers, Vinny, and then it, we become one. Yeah, well, it's imaginative. I'll give you that. And then he, the dad tries to give the kids some masks, but they're shitty. Because he's yeah. a shitty, <laughs> shitty dad. <laughs> Fucking bad dad. Bad mustachio dad. And he's got a whole thing. We're going to get to all of it. They go to get their silver shamrock masks. The dad asks the mom how she's been. This is how you can tell she's the ex-wife. Because mm. I don't come home and be like, how have you been the last few days, wife? Well, I mean, you know, I thought he does, like, business trip type stuff. No, he's a doctor. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes you're in-house, and you got to stay over in the hospital a couple of days, so... I don't know why you're taking time to further explain the possibility of him not being... I mean, <laughs> it's his ex-wife. It's very clearly established in the movie. I did, I'm just saying, I didn't know that at the time. And oh my god, you're still doing it. Later, later actions really caused me to go off the fucking chain about this dude. But we'll, we'll get to it. Moving on. I mean, he's super casual about their, um, oh shoot, what do they call it? When you get the kids. What's that called, Ben? Uh, your, your, it's like you, you have like your time. I don't know. I forgot the name of it. I, I'm not divorced and I don't have kids. Oh man, my brain is melting right now. Oh well, <laughs> should have put this mask on. <laughs> Jake, you have a snake coming out of your ear. <laughs> he's probably fine where he's at. And they, um, let's see. He gets a page and she starts about him drinking and doctoring at the same time. And Colin Farrell thinks it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, but you know who it wasn't cool uh, for that to happen to? was Dr. Cox and Scrubs. Great reference. Red car, great reference. (laughs) The kids turn on their TV, and there's another commercial for Silver Shamrock, which their mother tells them to turn down. The dad calls the page in, and he has some emergency call. He goes to the hospital, and the patient is that guy clutching his Halloween mask, which no one's taken from him for some reason. The mechanic's like, yeah, the doc, the guy walked in out of the rain, I swear to God. I mean, yeah. It's pretty like, sad that he really needs to express that. Yeah, like, Mr. Mechanic, nobody's gonna blame you for this guy having a nervous breakdown. It'd be like, you'd be surprised. He's like, can I split? The doctor's like, yeah, yeah, get out of here. Then the guy wakes up and sees the commercial for uh, Silver Shamrock in another room. Then he sits up and whispers, they're going to kill us, all of us. And the mechanic thinks that's his cue, so he takes off into the night. Yeah, that'd be my cue to leave, too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, good luck with this, Doc. (laughs) 
And then another guy in a suit gets out of his car and looks at the hospital ominously. And later the guy is sedated and the doctor is walking down the hallway with the black nurse. And he grabs her ass and she's like, oh, you, because this is written by a man. Sure is. A real man. (laughs) Or if uh, this guy's like a real fucking horn dog. (laughs) It's that mustache, man. It must be that mustache and that hair, Cotton. Yeah, no, he looks like a real 1970s man in the 80s with his big mustache and his, like, real, real hairy chest. Real hairy chest, and the dude's got, like, very square shoulders. Yeah, and he's, like, drank and smoked himself into looking like he's 50 years old when he's, like, 35. <laughs> yeah why is it that people back in like the 80s man they all looked like when they were our age they look like they were 60 yes it's the it's the smoking really but yeah no he looks like he's been left out on a ship's deck for days (laughs) anyways the suited guy watches them retreat down the hallway and heads towards the room with the mask guy and the doctor is getting something to eat and lying down to take a nap on the couch while the suited guy walks into the room, and he puts on some black gloves as we hear the nurse walking down the hall. And the black glove guy puts his hands over the mask guy's mouth, then he holds his nose. And Vinny, I wasn't sure what he was trying to do, because I'm like, it doesn't look like suffocating. He's just kind of like opening up his jaw. He, like, it looked like maybe with, like, his fingers and his nose and mouth, like he was trying to cause it, like, Basically, not to yell, and then he then takes his fingers and uh, presses them straight through the dude's eyes and crushes them. I don't think... I. They say later that he actually tears his, his skull apart. Maybe that's what he did then. He crushed his skull within, like, his head. It wasn't clear to me watching it, but... It looked like he was trying to rip his face off at first, and I couldn't figure it out. And then next thing you know, it's like his face looked deflated. Yeah, I think he's doing like a King Kong on that fucking dinosaur when he rips the jaw off. <laughs> and he wipes his gloves on the curtains, and the nurse interrupts him, and he leaves calmly as Wait, she screams. Do you say he wiped his gloves on the curtain? <laughs> he did! <laughs> I'm not making it up, it happened. It's the worst, like, murder victim, like, just be like, I'm just gonna leave this here. I mean, he's not concerned about, I don't know why he put gloves on, given what we know about him later, Finn. I don't know either. I just think that's awfully silly of him to be like, gotta clean my hands off, let's just use this curtain here. Unless he's like, if I don't put gloves on, I'm going to accidentally shut off all the electricity in this hospital because everything's going to spark. Oh, boy. Spoiler alert. Anyways, Dr. Deadbeat Dad runs down the hall and the nurse (laughs) points the way way towards the suit guy leaving the hospital. And he tries to run him down, but he's on about two packs a day. (laughs) The suit guy gets into... Yeah, even worse. 100s. (laughs) The suit guy gets into his car and then calmly pours gasoline on himself and then calmly lights himself on fire, blowing up the car. Any thoughts, Vin? Well, that's one way to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, there's no witnesses. Oh, wait. 
Except for all the people that watched him just blow himself <laughs> up. Like half the hospital's out in the parking lot watching, and they all walk towards the car, which I'm like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> nope. Now we hear a fire truck in the distance, and then later, Vin, the doctor is inside with the fireman, and he's trying to call his ex-wife to let her know that he can't pick up the kids tonight. She's like, oh boy, here we go with the excuses again. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's been an accident. She's like, you caused another accident? It's like, no, no. Not this time. (laughs) That was one bad week. Once, just once that happened. Yeah, so she's like really giving him the business while a cop patiently waits for him to get off the phone. And then the doctor ponders his life decisions. (laughs) I love when I get flowery with notes and then trick myself later. (laughs) The doctor ponders his life decisions and then notices the pumpkin Halloween mask and he picks it up and considers it. And then we get a card that says Sunday the 24th, which I mean, it's the next day. I think we could have put the pieces together. They want to make sure you're staying up to date and current. Yep, well, the doctor's in the room with the murdered patient, and a hot brunette comes in to see her father. And they lift up the sheet, and she's like, yep, that's him, if you, like, glued the skull back together. And they're like, we tried. (laughs) They're like, we had out of glue, that's the problem. Actually, when we put it on, we noticed it was acid, so there's less skull than we started with. So that his face really is, like, deflated, like, (laughs) just like a balloon. (laughs) So it's like, well, wait a minute. What if I stretch his face out like this? Yeah, there he is. You got it in one, Vin. And the cop tells her some crazy guy killed her father then killed himself, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> so it's like case closed. And this isn't necessarily worth noting, but she flubs her line, so they kind of talk over each other for a second. Yeah, I noticed that. I, like, I had the... um the subtitles on and was like, I have no, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Yeah. I like when things like that slip into older movies. Cause I'm like, Oh, they would never let you do that now. No. And you know what? It's that imperfection. That's kind of like, Oh, it's like a missed art, you know? Yeah. It's also stuff like that, that like accidentally makes things feel more real. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we stumble over each other all the time. There's like that bit in Manchester by the Sea where they're trying to get his wife into an ambulance, but the uh, EMTs can't get the legs down (laughs) on the gurney, and they keep fucking with it before they shove her in. And like that was just something that the actors fucked up, but it was like, oh no, that's that's like good stuff. Never see that. Great movie, very sad. Anyways, moving on. Almost as many dead kids as this movie. We'll get there. Woof. She leaves, and the doctor follows because, hey, he's not married anymore. And then she's crying by herself, and he looks at her sad because he went, (laughs) (laughs) And he keeps moving along the way. (sighs) Then we get a card that says Wednesday the 27th, and the doctor is down at the coroner's office. And the assistant doesn't know what happened because she's like, seems like there's like car parts in here or something. Yeah, it's like, you, 
you know you're investigating a car, right? She's like, right. But what's interesting is they're burnt car parts. Yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> a Decepticon, like, in the corner of the room starts, like, shifting their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stop Starscream before he kills again, Finn. <laughs> the senseless car-on-car violence needs to stop. <laughs> Uh, the doctor pleads for more info, and the assistant says she'll do what she can, and they kiss when he leaves, so he definitely hit that. Yep. That's that- what I said, too, because, like, later, he calls her, and it, it's, this is, like, way later, about, like, a phone call, and I'm yeah, just I'll like, get to it. Why what, we could- what a horn dog. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry, I got a note for that. All right, Vinny, we get a card that says Friday the 29th now. And the doctor is smoking a cigarette and drinking at a bar watching cartoons. <laughs> and, and he asks the bartender to change the channel. So we get a commercial for Halloween, John Carpenter's classic. And then a Shamrock commercial because they're like, the giveaway is right after Halloween. Yeah. The movie and or the holiday. <laughs> it's funny because they keep this ad going and it's all leading up to some sort of giveaway and a prize. But they never once tell you what the fucking prize is. Snakes and bugs, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know what? If they did, they did tell you the prize, you'd be like, "That's okay. I don't think I want to be a part of that giveaway." But Vinny, anyways, hot daughter shows up and inter- introduces herself to the doctor, then tells him one of the nurses told her that they could find him here. Job like, damn, that's a burn. It's fucking this dude, man. He gets around. No, but I mean because they're like, the doctor? Oh, yeah, just go to the bar. You'll find him there. (laughs) We'll get to more about his burgeoning alcoholism. Now, she asked the doctor if her father told him anything before he died. He's like, uh, yeah, sure. He said, tell my daughter I love her. And she's like, oh, okay, you're full of shit then. Then he stops her and he's like, they actually told me about, like, masks are gonna kill everyone, which I was like, that's crazy. So she's like, let's go investigate Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> and then the Scooby-Doo music plays. I think you're doing the X-Men theme for a second there. Uh, I, it's hard to fucking, like, articulate the sounds that that fucking Scooby-Doo, like, in-between themes is. Oh, the, like, yeah. Wait, Vinny, what if you looked it up and played it right now? Man, we gotta stop fucking, like wasting our money on like these freaking sound clips in between man we're gonna like really run the freaking bill up who cares i put it on your tab anyway she takes him to her father's little convenience store she says the big stores are driving away his business but uh there's a bunch of the halloween masks in there then and then they look at his records and one of them's like ah you're supposed to pick up masks i don't i kind of lost interest in a lot of this yeah there were these were moments where I was just like, and what's going on on Twitter? Yeah. 
essentially he had an appointment to pick up masks and then an appointment to do something after, but he didn't do the after thing. They're like, and he had a mask in his hand, which is worth. <laughs> you seem to be ignoring that evidence. And he was talking about how masks were going to kill everyone. So I don't know that you had to be like, and he missed the appointment after. He just didn't care because he was too busy just fucking drinking and not giving a shit. Imagine if the uh, meeting after was like therapy for my schizophrenia. They'd be like, oh, never mind. Case solved. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's standing there like masks, murder, masks, murder. I'm missing something. Ah, yes, the booze. Now, she mentions that the place where the masks are manufactured is near here, and she thinks something happened there. How convenient. Fitty outside, the guy calls his ex-wife to cancel on his kids again. (laughs) Deadbeat mustachio dad strikes again. And she's pissed, and honestly, she has a fucking right to be. You know what's hilarious? No. None of this, I must have had the TV volume down too low, but none of this, like, fucking clicked on me. I did not realize that. That's hilarious. But also sad. Fitty, I just remember the words, fucking custody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fucking up his custody. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I just imagine, like, calling my ex-wife to be like, yeah, I can't pick up my kids because, like, I'm off to, like, investigate a murder. And she'd be like, what? You're a fucking doctor. And he'd be like, I'm fucking drunk is what I am. <laughs> you fucking, this is how you, this is why you and I never could be. Because you know what? You're stuck in your world of saying, I'm a doctor. Well, you know what? Maybe today I want to be a detective. She's like, I divorced you because you got drunk, broke into the church, and then shit on the pews. <laughs> That day, I wanted to be a Satanist. (laughs) When they found you, all the sacramental wine was gone. (laughs) I felt awfully blessed that day. (laughs) That tells me that you were either sober when you got in there, or you should be dead. (laughs) Anyways, I can't believe you're canceling again. (laughs) He's like, I- I'm getting vibes from this chick. I gotta go. <laughs> so they hop into the car with Hot Daughter, and they drive off to the sh- as the Shamrock commercial comes on again. And then they're out in the country, and Hot Daughter thinks it's suspicious that they put this factory in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, well, due to the vagaries of like local tax laws and zoning, uh, you know, some of them pop up in places like this. Uh. Sure, sure. I've been by the Purdue Chicken Factory, and that's, like, in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And also, it smells awful, and there's a ton of seagulls there, which I'm like, that's crazy, because it's like you're basically eating your cousin. (laughs) Man, they don't give a fuck. It's the wildlife. Yeah, it's a goddamn dirty bird is what it is. But anyways, (laughs) Finny, this is a super Irish town in California. I don't know. You tell me. The lady doesn't know what it has to do with Halloween, because... She didn't watch that news report from Trick or Treat like we did. Not so well informed. (laughs) Yep. Everyone in the town watches them suspiciously as they drive in. The doctor hand waves away by saying, Company Town. 
And we see a security camera track them from the power lines as they drive around. And Hot Totter's like, I need a plan of attack before they go in. And the doctor's like, okay. First thing we need to do is get a room at the motel. Good point is her answer. <laughs> and then he's like, then we got to order all of the liquor that we can. She's like, I'm starting not to really fall through. And then I'm going to sit there. And you're going to watch me drink all of that liquor. And she's like, okay, now you've definitely lost me. That's more of a leaving Las Vegas vibe. He's definitely like, I'm going to get drunk and we're going to fuck. And he's like, I don't care which order it happens in, but both <laughs> will be happening. Maybe once one while we're doing the other, you know. So they go to a gas station and an Irish stereotype comes up to them. The doctor's like, if him it is wife could have a room at the motel next door and when the irish guy goes inside the doctor tells hot daughter to keep him busy so he runs off to check the guest book this is <laughs> more <laughs> they go to check whether or not her father was there it's like yeah i mean like he wrote he was going to a mask factory he had the mask in his hands he went to the mask factory <laughs> Yeah, this is like some extra like snooping when they it's like they don't need to know that you're we don't need to know that. Yeah, they're not actual police. They're not nailing down evidence here for like the court case. It's like they they basically watched Scooby Doo and were just like, see, the gang knows how to do it. Let's just follow through with them. Yeah. The doctor watched a lot of Scooby-Doo drunk in that bar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he was watching the cartoons before she came in and was just like, you know, someday I'm going to piece this all together and use you, Scooby. He's <laughs> just lighting up a cigarette like, let's give this a fucking go. <laughs> all right, so the, the doctor copies down uh, some names and he writes his name on the ledger. And then Vinny, some guy rolls in buying a car, and the Irish guy's like, that's the head of the Shamrock Company. And then, meanwhile, an RV pulls up, and it stops short, launching a bike at the doctor. And then the guy gets out apologizing at the doctor, and then he points at his wife, winking, because she's good at sex. I assume. Otherwise, I can't <laughs> imagine why he's doing it. Yeah, he's like, that's my wife, wink. <laughs> and then that's when Mustachio Dad's like, congrats on the sex. It's like, I'm going to be fucking her too in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ought to keep her away from me. Women find me <clears throat> irresistible. It's like, <laughs> I'm not in good health. And then his wife looks at him like, ooh. <laughs> like, you smell like Reynolds type, aren't you? <laughs> Like was... Some would say I'm like a dollar store Burt Reynolds. Anyway, their son gets out of the RV and rides his bike off, and then some woman pulls up as the doctor is walking back, complains about the factory, saying they messed up her order. Now she has to stay here again. Yeah, I don't understand that talk, but okay. What order? Oh, she has uh, mask orders fucking how many and like what <laughs> you know it's also like it's october 24th so it's like most people have bought their costumes already people don't wait till halloween no i mean some people do 
you know, when they need like an out for like a party and like, oh, fuck it, throw something together. Yeah, no, I worked in a pharmacy. There's not a lot left by the end. That's true. We're already starting to put up like the Christmas stuff by <laughs> by October 31st. And they're like, perfect. I'll go as Santa. It's always available. Now, the doctor tells a hot daughter that her father stayed there, and she wants head right to the factory, but he's like, instead, let's drink. <laughs> nice yeah. plan. And then they're in the room then, and they're both like, oh, well, oh. He's like, maybe I should get another room. And then she's like, no, no, that would be suspicious. And he's like, okay, well, maybe I should, like, sleep in the car. And she's like, the car's, like, not where we're going to have sex unless... No, it's probably not where we're going to have sex. <laughs> it's pretty clear they both want to fuck, which is insane. Because she's in mourning, and he's only here because he's neglecting his kids, but... The actual quote is, I could sleep in the car, and she's like, where do you want to sleep, doctor? And then he says, that's a dumb question, and they make out. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it literally is probably the most breakneck speed forced, like, fuck I have ever seen in cinema, where I'm like, why, how, and how, what, why are we here? Yeah, I don't... <laughs> This movie gets crazy horny out of nowhere. And we're good. There's more. Yeah, because then it's just like, I mean, no shaming when, like, when it wants to happen, right? I mean, like, you want fuck, go for it. But it's just like, I never got that vibe from her at all. I guess she really does get off on that fucking, like, cheap cologne and menthol smell. Yeah, I don't know, like, her father died a couple days ago, and she is here investigating the murder, and she's like, oh no, this stumble-down drunk who's already divorced, I gotta catch that dick. <laughs> this dude whose hands were shaking because he went 20 minutes without a scotch. <laughs> Let's steady him up and get him inside, me. <laughs> Anyways, the sun's going down, and there's an announcement from the factory saying it's curfew time. Did you recognize the voice? No. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, no kidding. No shit. Then everyone's pulling their stuff in, and no one is out on the streets. The camera's looking around, and some foolish cat has decided to stroll. I thought that cat was going to eat it, but unfortunately not. No. Nope. I mean, fortunately not. <laughs> But Vinny, we, the we don't have a cat counter here, so they don't kill the cats usually. Cats are too skittish. But right. the uh, the doctor is heading back from the store where he's got some of that sweet, sweet booze. And homeless <laughs> guy stops him and asks him for a swig of it. The doctor's like, "Hey, what do you know about the factory owner?" The homeless guy's like, "He pretty much ruined this town, and everyone he hired for the factory is from out of town." It also may be manufactured, wink, wink. <laughs> the homeless guy's like, I'm going to tell you this, that owner's probably watching you from the cameras. Then he starts mumbling about some wild rumors he's heard about the factory. Then he's like, I'm going to keep going on, even though I'm probably getting watched by the cameras too. I'm going to Molotov cocktail and burn that place to the ground. 
Yeah, he probably shouldn't have exclaimed that so loudly in front of those cameras. And if he knew that that was the case, then I guess he was just like, fuck it, today's the day, I'm just gonna do it. There's no way this guy would Molotov cocktail, because every time he would just start guzzling the chaos out of him. (laughs) But anyways, he goes back to his hobble humming the song from the mask commercial. The guy in a suit turns his flashlight on him, then he gets surrounded and he whimpers, but they grab his head and just pop it right off his fucking body. Yeah, they fucking yank that thing right off like it was nothing. Yeah, his neck shoots off like a geyser. <laughs> his body collapses. It's, it's pretty, pretty fucking, sweet. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, back at the motel, the order lady stops hot daughter who was getting a coke. And she asks daughter if she's waiting on an order, too. And the daughter's like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. And then the order lady says their product line is slipping. The logo just slipped right off the mask that she had. And then she holds it up in proof. And then she goes into her room and throws the shamrock label on the table, which accidentally gets knocked on the ground. And hot daughter takes a shower. And we get some gratuitous shots of her running across the room to wrap up in a blanket. Why isn't there a towel? No, she had a towel and then she like she like ran out of like the bathroom and immediately was just like must stay warm and get this blanket fucking wet. She was definitely naked before she grabbed the blanket. No, she had a little bit of she had like a small towel on her. I think she put a washcloth over (laughs) her. Hey, we've all been there. Now, Vinny, the doctor calls the coroner assistant to see if she has any updates, but she says, no, just more car parts. <laughs> he goes to the room where Hot Daughter is waiting in a sheet, and she has a negligee under it, which, Vinny, why would she have a negligee that she packed for this trip? You know, it's like you want to be prepared if you got to get down. <laughs> I'm imagining at this motel, like, next to the Coke machine is a negligee one, and she's like, oh, why not? It's only 150 Man, you feel like that they did that kind of shit back in the 1980s? Maybe they were ahead of their time, just like Japan, where they were selling fucking panties out of vending machines. Yeah, Finn, and then you hear the unmistakable sound of someone at the negligee machine trying to straighten out their dollar bills, but having them <laughs> spit out again. It's <laughs> like, come on, I'm horny as hell. <laughs> God damn it. I want that green number right there. And someone's just like, can I go ahead of you? It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. To get theirs in one and take the last green one. And that guy wigs out. No, the lady. It's the lady buying the neck with Shay. Is it? In this case. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) The soundtrack switches to lovemaking. (laughs) And then we get some heavy breast kissing, which I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't like this space. (laughs) This was the first day they met, by the way. Yes. Weird. (laughs) He was like, I'm going to tickle that nipple with this mustache. Here I go. (laughs) Anyways, the Shamrock commercial comes on again as they're basking in their post-coital bliss. 
and she wants to fuck again, and he checks in to be like, hey, you're over 18, right? And I'm like, I didn't know that was on the table! <laughs> this dude's working backwards. <laughs> like, what do you mean? She looks like 23. What's happening? I was waiting for him to say, unfortunately, of being like, it would have been hotter if you were a little young. <laughs> It's like, you look like you're 51. What is this? <laughs> oh, what Ooh. a creep. Creepy Anyways. mustachioed <laughs> deadbeat dad. Yeah, this fucking dude, man. Alright, the order lady is trying to read a book next door, but she gives up on that. Then she sees the Shamrock logo from the mask on the floor, so she picks it up and puts her glasses back on. And there's kind of like a little computer chip in it, so she starts fucking with it. And a laser beam shoots her in the face. Yeah. So, let this be a lesson. Don't fuck around with computer chips and just pick at them, folks. You never know when a, just a rogue laser beam is going to fry your brain. Yep, that's exactly how they work. Now, Vinny, next door, Dr. Mustache is right back on those breasts. <laughs> and Hot Daughter's he must like... Be- <laughs> He must be like a connoisseur, just kind of like what's his face who wrote fucking you know Prince's Bride, William Goldman. Yeah, and Hot Daughter's like, what was that noise? But he just growls, "Who cares? <sighs> Give me them motorboat and son of a gun." <laughs> now I want to watch that dude kiss another breast in my life. <laughs> <laughs> He did not seem gentle. <laughs> <laughs> He's that kind of guy that uses too much teeth. <laughs> oh. Order lady is clutching her face, but most of it seems to be missing. And then a spider crawls out of her mouth and climbs up her hair. And yeah. It's horrific looking. <laughs> There's a thumping outside later, which I imagine is going right. <laughs> Right into it with the thumping inside. But the doctor gets out of the bed bare-ass naked to check it out, and a bunch of guys on lab coats get out of a van and are rolling a gurney towards the uh, order lady's room. And the doctor's like, allow me to inspect her and those breasts. <laughs> but the lab coats are like, no more breasts for you. As they put her in the van and take her away. No. No. And the factory owner's car pulls up, and he gets out and tells our horny couple that the lady will be treated at the factory, so there's nothing to worry about here. Great. Mm-hmm. Hot Daughter whispers to the doctor not to be confrontational, because they can't afford to stick out yet. Well, <laughs> I feel like they've stuck out plenty with all that aggressive boob-kissing I mean, the whole freaking neighborhood heard them. Really? Like, is that the lady that, like, in between modes was like, that's not a chew toy? <laughs> and he's like, quack, quack. <laughs> that's the guy who kept shouting, yes, 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 where's my fucking booze? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they're trying to suss things out in the room, and the guy's like, do you want to leave? And she's like, yes, but not until we find out what happens. So it's like, so, no. no. 
It's probably a better way to answer that. Now, Vinny, we get a card for Saturday the 30th, and the factory whistle goes off. And the doctor is calling the assistant again, and she thinks someone might be tampering with the evidence, because there's nothing suggesting there was ever a body in the car. The doctor's like, I need you to investigate the factory owner. I'm like, neither of you are cops. What are you talking about? Yeah, I have... I don't know where the authority comes from. These people do whatever the fuck they feel like. Yeah, this seems like an earlier draft of the script where they're like, ah, fuck it, leave it in. <laughs> and she's like, sure, but we better fuck when you get back. Yup. And he's just like, you got it. And she's like, not so hard next time. It's like, you don't got it. <laughs> Click. <laughs> they bites a doorknob. <laughs> it's the one thing that he's got for all the fucking like freaking booze and like cigarettes that he smokes. His teeth are like fucking like just perfect. Vinny, the horny couple are walking around town with their arms around each other like two freshmen who just started dating. <laughs> While someone watches them from a distance, and they check on her father's order, then they're like, hey, does anyone remember anything about it? And some guy comes out of the back to be like, sure, he had a green station wagon, and he didn't say where he was heading. And Vinny, the RV family, comes into the office dressed in their Sunday best. They're here to meet the owner. The owner congratulates RV guy on selling more Halloween masks than anyone else in the country. Then he notices the horny couple, and he's like, what are your names? And the doctor's like, uh, uh, fuck, if I had some booze, it'd be easier. Smith? (laughs) Smith. Yeah, and then he's just like, ah, Mr. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, sure thing, Mr. Smith. Can I call you Breast Stewart? Never mind. I got cameras all over this town, guy. We talk like that because this dude is a character. Yeah, the owner's like, hey, you lost your order. I'm going to replace it completely covered by me. Then he's like, me. Why don't I take you on a tour of the factory? So. We go around the factory and we see the workers pour the molds in to make the masks. And the owner describes the process to them. It's very boring. (laughs) Then they go to another room and the RV guy's excited because he's like, This is the Hall of Fame. The factory owner is one of the most world-renowned practical jokers ever. And I'm like, what does that mean? And what does that have to do with the rest of this? You know, he's like... You know, in it for the funny, man. Yeah, he's like owner of like fucking Weasley's Wizard Wheezes over here. <laughs> See, he's a master toy maker. He's got all sorts of like little freaking like toys and things all over the place. Mm-hmm. The you RV- wanna mention <laughs> you wanna mention the one that uh might stir up some shit. I didn't notice it, tell me. So they're walking through, and the RV guy's just like, oh, man, this one's my favorite one. I used to sit and watch it for hours, and it's literally like a bunch of Native Americans all just kind of dancing. It's so, it's so sad. 
that like I noted the Native American like racism in my mind, and then it was just like not even worth commenting on. So prevalent. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> if it's the 1980s, like somebody's coming to offend a Native American. <laughs> one Native American who's listening to this is shedding one single tear. <laughs> so sorry. Sorry we took your country. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, the RV kid asks for a mask, and the owner's like, That one's not processed yet! Then he grabs one out of the package, and he's like, Here you go. <laughs> and outside, the RV guy asks what the final process is, but the factory owner is like, Oh, I'll never tell. <laughs> and the RV Best wife kept is- secret. <laughs> The RV wife is telling Hot Daughter that the factory owner is one of the richest guys in the country. He got to start selling gag shit. Then she's like, that really gives hope for the rest of us. It's like, how? Yeah, please explain. <laughs> what do you mean, lady? And she's like, don't have time to explain. And it's just like, then why'd you bring it up? Now, Vinny, the doctor notices some creepy looking dudes on the roof. So he grabs Hot Daughter and tells her it's time to leave. But as they're going, the garage opens, and she sees her father's car, and she goes to run towards it, but two guys with suits block her. Then she goes back to the doctor and hugs him sadly. This is all, like, weirdly paced. Yeah, I, you know, every once in a while, when it gets slow, I'd kind of be like, all right, I think I got a chance to kind of check some stuff on my phone. And then next thing I know, I'd be like, what did I miss? What's going on? Where are we? Yeah, it's just weird that they wouldn't, like, just grab her if they're like, oh, you see your dad's, like, car? Yeah, yeah, that was, like, yeah, because they're going down and, like, all of these suited men are just kind of, like, hanging out. And it's like, I'm pretty fucking sure that is my car. I'm, like, 100% sure that that's the car. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't get the point of the ruse now, like, the factory owner being like, oh, Mrs. Smith, I suppose you're worried about that car, but of course, that couldn't be your father's car, could it, Mrs. Smith? (laughs) And she's like, no, 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 I've seen millions of cars like that before, you know, this is coming from me, Mrs. Smith. It's like green station wagons always make me cry for my dead dad. <laughs> hey, back in the motel room, she wants to leave and he's drinking like he does. And he wants to get another shot at them. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, thanks for stopping yourself in. <clears throat> the doctor goes to make another phone call, but the operator tells him he can't complete it. He goes back to the room where Hot Daughter is missing. A whole bunch of suited dudes are waiting in the parking lot for him. And they knock down the door as he scrambles back into the room. And then he heads out the back window and makes a run for it. And he hides as a shamrock car skids around town. And the car pulls into a garage next to uh, Hot Daughter's dad's car. But uh, they're taking Hot Daughter out of it. And the doctor tries another payphone. But this one doesn't work either, Vin. They got the whole town wired. Well... Oh, I was going to say, it's, (laughs) I mean, current days, yeah, payphones don't work anymore, so, come on, man. Yeah, now they would, I don't know, they would have, like, jammed his phone or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> the factory, they'd be like, make me, uh, give me your cell phone. And then when they got back, they'd be like, I lost it. <laughs> he would be like, the cell phone's next to the car. He'd be like, like, that's, no, that's not yours, Mr. Smith. Smith. And someone else's phone. It'd be like, no, 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 listen, 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 listen. There comes a point in this vid where, like, let's put our chips on the table. Why don't they just kill these people? I mean, he's a he's an impractical joker. This guy, like, he likes the long game. It's it's too long, and it doesn't make sense. But anyways, the doctor makes his way to the factory, ducking around shit so the cars can't find him. And he manages to climb in. And he's sneaking around a corner where a bunch of masks are. Uh, here we go, folks. Now, when he gets deeper into the factory, he notices a camera trying to peep him, so he shuffles out a different way. Although the camera <laughs> would have saw him already. A shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. This this uh, scene turns into like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's not like if a camera spotted you and then you walked back drunkenly quickly, it wouldn't be like, oh, I never, <laughs> you disappeared now. <laughs> so he op- <laughs> he opens the door slowly, and there's a figure knitting slowly. He tries to inter- interrogate her Batman style, like shaking her around, but. He accidentally knocks her head off because, Vinny, she's a fucking robot. I like how you say robot. Then he gets tossed over some boxes, spilling packing peanuts everywhere. Just my favorite. Yeah. And and then he gets up and tries to punch out one of the suit dudes, but the suit dude no-sells it. And then he punches him through the stomach, and Vinny, a bunch of oil comes out of his mouth. Then he notices it's on his hands, and... Yeah, this dude's a robot, too. Yeah, he's an android. So, watch out. Might need to get that those magazines ready to be shoved down people's throats. Maybe, Vin. Maybe. <laughs> I was considering whether or not this guy looked like the white version of Yafik Koro. <laughs> and pretty similar, actually, in build. Kinda. Those shoulders, man. Alright, so the factory owner comes in and he's like, oh, the knitting robot was one of my more expensive ones. <laughs> Which is crazy. These other guys go around killing people. There's no way the one that just sits there and knits costs more. Yeah, not at all. I mean, like, the mechanics on it are pretty, like, fascinating though. It's all cogs and uh, and springs and whatnot. Yeah. The doctor's like, where's Hot Daughter? And the owner's like, she's just resting. <laughs> Liar! <laughs> and I imagine, like, we cut to, like, her in the bottom of a fucking trash can. Yeah, she's resting in the bottom of that trash over there. <laughs> See? And that fly that's, like, a lot to land on her eye, he's about to rest, too. <laughs> now, the owner is excited about Halloween morning, and meanwhile, the doctor is trying to get the goo off his hands while he's talking. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty human-like thing, because that would be the only thing going through my mind, too. But, like, do you have, like, just give me, like, a fucking towel or a napkin, all right? Like, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, caramel-colored. It basically looks like baby diarrhea. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Anyways, we get a probably smells like it too. We get a card telling us that <laughs> Halloween has arrived. So those androids are now their blood is baby diarrhea. 
<laughs> have to keep giving lactose intolerant babies milk in order to get oil for them. <laughs> Just a bunch of crying babies filling up a van. I just imagine you're like, oh, you need a little bit more here. He untwists the head off and hangs the baby over his head. It's like, do your job. <laughs> that was unnecessary. You killed it, the lily. All right, the robot guards are marching the doctor to an elevator. The factory guy is bragging about making the robots. Then a robot pretends to sneeze, and the factory owner's like, eh, pretty good, right? Yeah, <laughs> Vinny, we're into the uh, the villain monologue portion of this movie. So they take the doctor down into some lair, and he's like, this is where the ancient technology is. And the doctor doesn't know what's going on, but the factory owner's like, you have about 30 minutes of runtime left to figure it out. <laughs> They tell, there. He tells the doctor that they got a big old rock from Stonehenge, and then he monologues about using the Stonehenge rock for power. And the lab workers are loading all... Oh, what? Are, mm, oh, all the shamrock things into the masks. They go to a bay of televisions, and the factory owner pulls up Hot Daughter on one of them. Or does he, Finn? Then it out. And factory owner is like, oh... I'm going to show you how it works now. So the RV family is getting taken to an, into a study room, which we can also see on the TVs. And it's kind of like a fake room where it looks like furniture has been set up. But uh, when RV wife pulls back the curtains, it's just like solid wall. And let's see. She wants to leave, but RV dad is like, the factory owner's coming to talk to me. He wants advice on one of our commercials. So... He starts wondering why they won't take his orders for next year. And Vin, this is where the con is also falling apart. Because why wouldn't you just say, like, yeah, we'll sell you a million masks next year. Who cares? Yeah, really. It's just like, at this point now, he's rounding around the corner. And he's just like, mm, I just don't want to keep the act going anymore. <laughs> he's like, why would I do that when you're going to die today? The guy's like, what? And he's like, that's right. Die today. He's like, watch the fucking commercial. I'm sick of this. <laughs> anyway, severance. The factory owner tells the robots to roll the commercial. So the commercial starts in the room. And it tells the kids to put their masks on. And RV kid's like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm a fucking sheep. <laughs> yeah, the pumpkin flashes on the screen. And the RV mom starts laughing, saying like, oh, this whole thing's a big old joke. And then RV son starts grabbing his mask and he falls on the ground and the mask looks all grody now. And then a bunch of crickets crawl out of his mouth and the mom collapses and now there's some big old snakes. Yeah, some big old looking fucking rattlesnake that like was coming out of like his head. Yep, and the dad screams and the snakes attack him and the doctor raises his fists in the other room to show he's upset. <laughs> his look of astonishment oh it's just it's beautiful disagree <laughs> just pure tremendous acting coming out of uh, mustachioed the fucking deadbeat dad 
they were like, imagine the happiest thing in the world. And he's like, kissing titties. <laughs> like, now imagine the opposite. And I'm like, them kissing me? They're like, no, that is, man. <laughs> then he raises his fist in frustration because he can't get it. Anyways, the commercial really stops. The robots leave the doctor off as the lab copes keep hammering away at Stonehenge. Then we get a commercial again as the... Nope. As the robots are grabbing all the masks off the shelf, the voiceover... Oh, no, the kids are out in, like, the world. The voiceover tells the kids not to miss the special tonight at 9. Yeah, we get, like, a more or less around-the-world kind of pan where it just keeps showing all these kids wearing the same three masks all over the place which i highly fucking doubt because these are the most basic and generic looking masks and i'm pretty sure not a lot of kids would you know what i did like though is some of those kids who were wearing those masks they kind of mixed it up a little bit they like they mishmashed a little yeah it's like dumb like some kids would be going as fucking indiana jones like goddamn (laughs) et superman there for sure be a bunch of like Darth Vader's out there. Yeah, for sure. No janky ass Irish company's gonna corner the market on Halloween masks. <laughs> All right, Vinny, the coroner's assistant is trying to reach the doctor at the motel. She gets a message saying she can't complete the call, and she calls someone else saying she thinks that it wasn't a car part in the examination because there's a bunch of baby diarrhea in it. <laughs> Meanwhile, another robot is sneaking into the room behind her, grabbing just all the magazines. <laughs> oh, and a drill. And she's fucking around with the gears in her box. That sounds different than I meant it to. <laughs> and she tries to call the cops, but the robot grabs her and pins her on the ground and turns the turns the drill on. And Vinny, it's a great success. That's the end of the assistant story. Okay, and we never have to worry about going back to her. That's one less fucking woman that he can hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the coroner on her is going to be like, yeah, the drill I get, but why so many bite marks? (laughs) And all around the, uh, you know, the breast area. (laughs) That for sure cannot be the medical term. The uh, breastual, uh, uh, let me, the boobage, uh, latibus, uh, no, that's not it, uh, It'd be like, where damn in, things. I need to see your doctor license and be like, mm, see you later, I just want to look at tits. <laughs> Out the window I go, <laughs> That's how the doctor got in this hospital. Yeah. All right, Vinny, we see the factory town. Everything is very quiet. The doctor is tied to a chair with the TV on. And he asks the factory owner why he's doing this. The factory owner's like, what? Um, Practical joke on kids? He's like, nah, that one, that sucks. Maybe it's like a sacrifice for witchcraft shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, there's always been sacrifice needed for Sawine. Yeah, little sack boy. Mm-hmm. From Trick or Treat. Then he slips a skull mask on the doctor, and he's like, the planets are aligned. It's pretty much out of my hands. Yeah. 
you know what? I wanted to fucking ask, how does this freaking shit work and what exactly is happening? There's a piece of Stonehenge in each of the computer chips that for some reason shoots a laser beam that makes snakes come out or something. When they ask the director, they're like, what's with all this stuff? He's just like, uh, magic? <laughs> it's like a portal opening, and it's just like, now your brain is like some sort of portal for like bugs and snakes. He's like, fuck if I know, check cleared already. <laughs> Gonna use it to buy more cocaine. Anyway, oh man, I wish I had cocaine. <laughs> so tired. The doctor is locked into Halloween on TV, so at least he'll go out with one of the greats. And then the owner goes back to the television base where he can watch the doctor. And the doctor immediately starts moving around to see what he can manage, which I'm like, they would shut this shit down immediately. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you wouldn't want to fuck around with that. Now, he gets to the TV, and also, Vid, like, why would they leave him alive? I don't know. He's got a Joke. bunch of skull-crushing robots in here. Why wouldn't he be like, yo, rip that dude's skull apart. Do it. <laughs> this dude just likes the theatrics, really. Yeah, I think he's afraid of success, Vid. <laughs> he's afraid of going all the way. Slow self-esteem. It's probably because his mother criticized him too much as a child. All evil villains are basically growing up the same. He's like, you know, my father was a doctor too, who was absent and drunk and fucking everybody in sight. <laughs> I, I guess I relate to you, doctor, in that way. <laughs> Anyways, Vinny, the doctor gets to the TV and he kicks it, breaking it, and lucky for him, all the TVs at the bay have been switched to monitoring the town. Yeah, they no longer give a shit about him at all in there. <laughs> They're like, that's taken care of. So Vinny takes a piece of broken glass from the TV and cuts himself loose. And then he tosses the skeleton mask on the camera. In and one. The rob <laughs> In actually 40 takes. <laughs> the robot who is monitoring looks confused because he's looking through a skeleton mask. <laughs> And he but tries he's got to... no emotion, so it's like he doesn't fucking... It's like, this does not compute. Yeah, and then he tries to tell the owner, but the owner is on a very important telephone call, which is kind of funny. Yeah, because what was... I forgot what the, the conversation, like, said. He's just talking to somebody about masks. He's just like, uh, oh, no, yes, of course, yeah. The shipment will arrive. No, I'm very excited. <laughs> you should see next year's model. We might introduce, and that's it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. They're like, maybe we'll have snake masks, and then pumpkins will come out of their mouths. The guy's like, what? He's like, never mind. <laughs> Good recovery. Can you imagine if somebody was wearing a snake mask, and all of a sudden their head exploded, and there was a pumpkin? <laughs> I can, yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. All right, Vinny, uh, the doctor manages to pull a vet cover off and then climbs around through them like he's John fucking McClane. And when the owner finally gets off the phone, the robot's like, there's a malfunction in the camera. Then we see two robots in the room removing the mask and then showing the vent cover is off. And the doctor is sneaking through the factory again, which I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of, like scuttling around. He finds a box full of the uh, the chips. Yep. He tries to call his ex-wife on the phone. He's like, get rid of the masks. And she's like, you're drunk and jealous. Fuck you. <laughs> she's like, where are you supposed to be today, mask inspector? <laughs> she's like, that fucking whore of a coroner's assistant calls here. You think I don't know you're fucking her again? And he's like, that's next week. <laughs> I got my black book and planner. I know when I fuck. He's like, I'm fucking someone else who's 18, I think. <laughs> Anyways, he goes into Hot Daughter's room and then takes her straps off and the robots all spring into action and they flee their robot pursuers hiding this way and that and then they creep into a room in the television bay behind a thing with masks, kind of like they're like, like Looney Tunes cartoon, cartoon Looney yeah. Tunes cartoon characters Oh, yeah, yeah, with the rack and whatnot. That was, yeah. like... With their feet hilarious. sticking out underneath it. And nobody notices. And then the doctor creeps towards the command center and starts hitting buttons at random, and the commercial just fires up. And then he runs and grabs the box with all of the, uh... The... What do you call them? The, the, the shamrock silver... badges yeah, in them. Sh- yeah, with the, the chips. And he gets above everyone and drops the shamrock things on them, and they all get shot with lasers. Well, sparks, really, and to which that I texted Jake and said, "What? What is happening? I thought these these things were supposed to like produce fucking snakes." I think that's with human flesh, but because these are robots, that makes yeah, sense. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Benny the owner applauds the doctor like, what a great joke. And then he gets shot from the Stonehenge rock, and he disappears <laughs> and the rock explodes. <clears throat> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he he stands there like, gives him, like, a golfer's clap, and then he's, like, bathed in blue light and, like, turns solid, and then, bye. <laughs> and he fades out like he's one of the fucking Back to the Future kids. That video. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. I'll never understand why. Yeah, because after the Stonehenge fucking rock is gone, well, then all of a sudden the whole factory blows up. Yeah, just imagine the director of this movie throwing glitter in your face and being like magic. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, my eyes. <laughs> like, ah, oh, why were there lasers? Anyways, the horny couple runs from the factory, which is on fire, and they drive off into the night. And on the radio, they hear another reminder for the kids to go home and listen to the commercial. And Hot Daughter looks weird, and he's like, are you okay? Then she grabs him, because she's a robot now. Vinny! Fine. They made a robot that looked like her in a couple of seconds. Whatever. There's, like, molds. Why would the robot... Help him kill the other robots. Yeah, she'd think that, like, right when he was about to, like, toss that box of chips, she'd be like, no. And she got that musky odor off him, and she's like, it's overriding my programming. I must fuck. <laughs> but in the car, she's like, actually, it smells like old, stale piss and drunk guy. <laughs> Mission back on, mission back on. 
Nah, that's just the smell of the car that he's in. That's just how it comes. Maybe. Now, he crashes the car into a tree and stumbles out of it, and... <sighs> the one-armed robot... Oh, yeah, because he knocked the arm off of it. Grabs yeah. his shoulder and then starts squeezing him, but he gets a tire iron and gives it a whomping. And then it triples out some more baby diarrhea. And then he knocks its head off. And then the arm comes back and tries to strangle him. But he manages to knock that off too. Then the torso comes at him, but it's running out of juice, Finn. Yeah, it's running out of all that baby diarrhea. <laughs> no more babies left to milk, Finn. They all had masks on, unfortunately. Now, <laughs> he runs off into the night wondering if it was... <laughs> he runs off into the night wondering if it was a robot when he fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> was it a robot all along? Now I feel used. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> then he gets to the gas station where the black mechanic is like, Hey, don't I know you? And then he's on the phone telling... I don't know, network executives <laughs> to turn the commercial off. Well, because it's hilarious because it's <laughs> just like he's yelling at the, like, the people he's like, I don't have proof but just take the commercials off and then it's like they flick through like the channels because there's only apparently three channels. That's pretty accurate for the time. I mentioned the like one of twenty assholes in the country with ESPN. Their kids are dead for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, he gets it off the first two, but the last one is still playing, and then he's like, "Turn it off! Stop it!" And that's how the movie ends. It's over. It's over, Vinny. I selected the movie this week. It falls upon me to ask you the eternal question. Vincent Albrecht, my little brother, did I scare you? No. No, I don't think so. No, of course not. No, this no, wasn't even remotely scary. Yeah, it's awfully silly. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's like certain things out of this movie where I'm just like, I, I can't explain... The reasoning behind the commercials, the fucking snake portals, I I don't, it's like, how did we get to certain paces? How is our hero this musty fucking mustachioed, like, asshole? I mean, he is not a good, he's not a good hero, but like, I love the dude's whole vibe. Even though it's, like, toxic, but I'm like, this fucking boozed out <laughs> horn dog was just, like, fucking left and right when he's not, like, just trying to suck down his next scotch. I'm like, I love this dude. Yeah. He's not fucking busy sucking down scotch or smoking a cigarette. He's trying to munch on some boobs, so. But, um, is this a good movie? Hell no. 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 Is it fun? Yeah, in yeah. like a sort of alien resurrection type of way. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's fucking wild. I definitely, this one's going to definitely get a replay for me somewhere down the line. Yeah, because like all horror movies, like when they, they shove in sex scenes, they tend to be gratuitous. This one somehow is so gratuitous that it goes to like hilarious. 
Yeah, that's like the one thing that like you don't often see is just like this man is just like only boobs. Om, 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 om. Yeah, most of them seem perfunctory, but like she goes from like zero to like I want to get that dick. Give me, give me, give me, yeah. I don't. That was where I was just like, where? When did we build onto this? Was it like a scene missing in the car when they were on their way? But that's only like a five to ten minute drive. Yeah, no, that whole like, where do you want to sleep tonight, doctor? It's like some 1930s melodrama like type dialogue. But then like all of a sudden he's munching on breasts and I'm like, what, what's happening? Where did I go? Yeah, I it really felt like there was some crazy disconnect there. But entertaining, that's for sure. Yeah, the, the whole thing with, like, the robots and the masks, it's just like, this is a crazy movie. This is a crazy movie for crazy people. And we just might be crazy enough to like it. Yeah. So, not great, but entertaining. Give it a shot. Why not? You know? Halloween's, uh, October's a long month. See Halloween 3. Yeah, what we got? Two more weeks left until the end? Yeah. And uh, try to make up for the fact that like it went so poorly that Michael Myers is still coming back to this day. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. He's still living. Until Halloween ends. Uh, all right. But uh, Vinny, I think that's going to wrap it up for us for Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Do we have any? Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. We have to get You're... into our category, so I'm trying to skip ahead. Yeah, wow, dude, you jumped, you, like, hurtled all over that. Obviously, yeah. I'm like, my hands are shaking. I need a scotch, Vin. Uh, all right, Vin, if you were anyone in this movie, who would you be? Please don't do what I'm afraid you're going to do. Well, I didn't want to be the mustachio guy because I'm not really a boob <laughs> okay. dude, so. Okay. <laughs> didn't need to know either way. Who are you, Vin? Um... <laughs> Who am I? Who, 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 who? You really want to know? <laughs> um, I guess I would probably be... You know, I feel like I'd be probably that kid that got aced with that fucking pumpkin mask the first one. Because I did spend a lot of time in front of the TV set. Like a little shit. A long time ago. I do remember mom yelling at me a lot for being too close to the tv set yeah that's a obviously we talked about this with poltergeist which came out around the same time that was such a big fear for parents at the time yeah um i would be that dude's ex-wife because i'm like why aren't you coming to pick up your kid's <laughs> asshole <laughs> he's like oh you want me to drunk drive our kids home <laughs> just don't drink and you're like that part's impossible <laughs> oh man but yeah like dude take care of your kids stop being so irresponsible oh, stop man. fucking robots question mark <laughs> he can't help but fuck robots man yeah, I guess that's just his nature. Finn, what's your most gifable moment? Oh man. I mean there's there's a few for sure. I have one. Can I cut in? Yeah, go for it. 
It's when the uh, the homeless guy's head gets popped off and he shoots the geyser of blood out of his neck. Yeah, that's wild. I was going to say the dude getting his skull crushed in is pretty fucking like crazy. Because it's like you can't really tell, but it's just like you can at the same time. But the face is deflated. You're like, oof. And then the lady with like getting like shot with the beam and like she's just like breathing with a bug coming out of her fucking mouth. Like, ugh. I got a good one. It's the uh, hot daughter dancing around in the negligee. And it would be if anyone you didn't like died, you could be like, I'm in mourning. <laughs> That's a really good one. Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess all in all, this movie is weird. And I don't know how and why they filmed it the way they did. And I don't understand the, the main bad guys like reasoning behind what the fuck he's doing. But I gotta say I do enjoy certain things that they uh, they did with it because it leaves you open of like oh there's still one commercial on so like I'm sure like at least a couple hundred thousand kids got fucking killed tonight at some point. Yeah, the original end of the movie was that like it was just gonna end with kids screaming and dying like for sure. Oh, that would have been oh man. They decided to leave it open ended to be like maybe he succeeds. Maybe he doesn't. I kind of like that, though, because then it's just like you don't see, you know, you don't see his kids, although he doesn't either. So (laughs) a donk. (laughs) You'll be like, oh, my God, I'm going to keep going on living my life exactly how I am right now. But with a better pickup line for the ladies. (laughs) I used to have kids. Rest in peace. So you remember like that whole thing where like the mask shot out the snakes that ate people's faces. (laughs) My kids were two of them. Yeah. I'm gonna get extra points for that. Bit my ex-wife to death, too, so I got the house back. <laughs> uh, Alright, Vinny, did we get any mail for this week? Uh, Negative. Alright, then, well, in the unlikely event that uh, someone did want to mail us, where could they do so? Unlikely event. So sad. Um... You could do so by emailing us at our email at dispypod at gmail.com. That's dispypod at gmail.com. And Vinny, if instead they wanted to reach us on Instagram or Twitter? You can do so by following us. Twitter at dispypod. And our Instagram is did I scare you pod. One word. All right. Well... I don't think there's anything else to talk about this week, Vin. So why don't you clue us in on what we will be watching next week? You know, for a moment, for a moment there, at the beginning of this uh, episode, I was like, I have no fucking clue what I am picking. And, you know, I really think because we're at this point in... We're like we're in the smack dab like fucking near end of uh of October, man. And <sighs> Jake, you know, you skipped over it, but I'm just not gonna let you get off the hook, baby. That's right, we're watching Halloween too. Oh, alright. Well, 
back with the Michael Myers and Laurie Strode of it all, I suppose. <laughs> we gotta, it's like, we gotta at least close this loop, man. I can't let you skip over it. Like, let's, let's do it, you know? All right, well, I'm gonna have to take advantage of this AMC Plus membership I got for a week then pretty quick. And, uh, <laughs> you should do so at home as well. All right, uh, next week, Halloween 2. Uh, I don't know anything about it other than it's in a hospital. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, it's supposed to basically continue off. Like, it's literally the most direct sequel as it gets to the first Halloween. All right. Well, I'm interested, and uh, we'll see it either way. So I don't think either of us has anything else to get to this week. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Ben? Uh, I do not. Uh, happy almost Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, and a thank you as always to Chris and Rebel Escape Pod for letting us use their song Monster as our intro and outro. Check them out on Spotify. You have been listening to Did I Scare You? And I have been your host, Jake Albrecht. I'm his co-host and America's spookiest little brother, Vin. And hey, thanks for the ride, lady. How you doing, lady?